<laughs> hey guys, how you doing? Jack Uger, Mark Thompson. Jack's already started off the air. Yes, he yes. starts with it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, brought to you, of course, by the thugs at shoptyt.com. Yeah. Where you can get that great TYT hat. Yeah. This shirt progresses versus everybody. I love this shirt. Love that. Okay. That's a new. That's new, isn't it? Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. new. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Okay. <laughs> so I have a ton of old school topics. Oh, oh God, buckle up, brace for. Uh, Larry David-esque impact. Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, lots of good topics on that. Uh, but first, uh, guess who I'm talking to on Thursday? Who? Sebastian Gorka. Wow. Yeah. Well, on the conversation? Uh, well, no, tomorrow on the conversation, Anthony Scramucci. Wow. So I'm gonna go to from the Mooch to the Gorka. Back to back days, yeah. So they, Mooch is coming in. Like I, I think we're gonna Skype, right? So he's gonna right. be on the Young Turks. Uh, <clears throat> but Gorka asked me on his radio show, and I was like, "Huh, that's weird." Yeah, I'll come I on love your, that. I'll come on your show. I love that. Yeah, got a parachute in behind enemy lines, man. Yeah, you know why, Mark? Because I'm not in danger. I. Am the danger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the reason I was going to guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Sebastian, I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> That's unreal. You're on a little bit of a mini roll, aren't you? I'm a, are you kidding me? The uh, media wants you. The offbeat right wing media wants you. Then the uh, right wing, although I don't know what Scaramucci is. He's some kind of like. Uh, I don't mean this in a bad way, but he's some—he's like a hot dog, you know what I mean? He's just like—I um, <laughs> don't mean that in a disparaging way. Yeah. But but no, he's like a—you know—one of the—he's just like a loudmouth kind of guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But well, but but to be fair, I mean, I guess no, he's going to be your pal soon. Uh, <laughs> he's got—he's got stuff to say, maybe an insider yeah, too, yeah. so it could be interesting. Yeah, he's squeezed a little bit in the mooch, you know. He's—he's yeah. he's like there's a. Is a moochy area where he resides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll put it this way: he's padded his part. Okay, you know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, he had his ten days in the White House, and he's padded it out. Yeah, like, you, know. you know what Mooch is? He's a good um, character actor, right? Right. Like you know. Right. Yeah, when Alan Arkin comes into a uh, and has a cameo for like <laughs> ten minutes in a movie, right? And right. Mooch is like a character out of Sopranos that accidentally went to the wrong era and went into the wrong movie. Right? He's like the he's like the Pauly Walnuts of no, that's no, that's too big a character, right? But you know, he's like this side character that came in out of Sopranos. Like, I'll tell you what we should do, Donald. Okay, yeah. you know what? What were the crazy things he said yeah, about? Yeah, he was. But this is great. I think the Sopranos thing. He like came in for one episode, so yeah. he has a little short story arc. Yeah, and he's built it out. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, you're right. He's the guy who comes in and tells you that the Bada Bing Club should be uh, yeah. serving like a different kind of coffee. I figured. I figured out who he is. He's Banya. Okay, remember Banya from Seinfeld? Oh my God! He yes. had a little arc. He yeah. had a little arc, right? Yeah. And he was like Banya. Yeah. In fact, I ran into Banya at, at Jerry's Deli, which is now closed. Uh, like I don't know, 15 years ago, and I was like Banya, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> and to him, to me, that was like a celebrity. But my God, Banya's time. I mean, I love you, brother. Maybe we should have him on the conversation. I'm sure he would come. I'm yeah, sure of course. He's he would Banya. probably he's get got him on right after uh, Scaramucci. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if I we do an old school with Mooch and Banya. That'd be great. I'll come in for that night. So now people don't probably don't remember. Can we find a picture of Banya from Seinfeld? Uh, and and you know who else Mooch looks like? Now you guys are never going to get this. If you guys miraculously find it online, maybe you'll do it. I took a picture of it, and I never got a chance to tweet it. But if you're in New York, there's those red trucks. I don't even know what's in the trucks, but there's an old Italian guy with a funny mustache. <laughs> okay, on the red trucks, it's like WB Yates or something on the thing, right? On the I don't know what they do. Anyway, every time I walk by it, I even took a picture to tweet, and I just didn't. I'm like, that's the mooch with a mustache. Oh okay. yeah, or with a moochstache. <laughs> okay, wow. now nah, one didn't really land, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Banya, you know Steve Heitner is the actor's name, and he's a guy I know. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Oh, but, you know him? Yeah, but I could probably I, get in touch with him if you want. If you really want him to come down, I'm sure. Yeah. He would do it. yeah. Okay. You know what? That's the thing about Thompson, right? <laughs> like, there's if if I name you a random person that had an arc 
that had a three episode <laughs> arc in life, right? It doesn't matter what the field is. There's a 28% chance that Mark Thompson has played poker with him. No, yeah. this was not even a poker, there he is. Yeah. There he is. That's Steve Heidner. Yeah. But, um, this wasn't even a poker pal, but he is—he's uh, very funny and 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 great, and I'm sure he'd come down here. So I, uh, I should get in touch with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think once the the freshness of him being here is kind of worn off, though, I think we're going to be looking at it. Okay, now what do we do? We got him down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Are you kidding me? I could uh, shoot. no, no. He and he's really funny. Like he, no, he could go for hours. So he's terrific. Yeah, and I could shoot the shit with Banya for you know half yeah, a day. I mean, um, and, that, and by the way. That part, as you might imagine, blew his career up. I mean, it's funny mm -hmm. how a short arc on a series with that power, which is Seinfeld, it just blew his stuff. He was living a really great life there for a few years. Yeah. yeah. You remember the guy from News Radio, the plain vanilla looking guy, the, the lead actor? In Phil Hartman? No, no, Phil Hartman's a legend. Um, I'm, now I'm being a bit of a jerk to these folks, but. No, the lead, the main, the boss, the manager oh, in well, News Radio. Um, yeah, he's a great actor too. Steven, Steven Root? Okay, have no. you ever played poker with him? Don't know him, no, don't know him. Nah, yeah, sorry. Okay, I thought I might get that one. No. All right, I'll try it in a different field later. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nadia Comaneci. Yes, of course. You, uh, we you, dated briefly. For, I knew it. Uh, <laughs> just like a month and a half, but it was a great month and a half. Yeah, it was a yeah. three episode arc. <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> we did have three episodes during that time. Yeah. But. Gorka, what a funny name, right? And so you forget that his first name is Sebastian. Yeah. Which is also funny in a different way. I'm sure people who are his pals call him Seba or Seb or something like that, right? Well, what do they call him? No, they gotta call him Gorka. If your last name is Gorka, I, I wonder yeah, if Yeah, call him by his last name, you think? Yeah, oh, Maybe. definitely. Because yeah. who's gonna call you Sebastian? That's so yeah, long. No one, no one. Seems formal, like, oh, I do declare Sebastian's here, right? You, what do you call him, Bastion? That's kind of a cool name, right? Well, I know I know Sebastians who are called Seb or Seba. Really? That, yeah. No, that's that's no, not buying it. That's okay. a super bad <laughs> short right. name. I'll let them know that that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You should. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't even have the backup of Gorka. Yeah, the Gorka yeah. is a great backup. You're right. Yeah. If it, like, so of course Gorka is uh, is a terrible guy, and so if you knew him in the real world, you. Who knows? I don't know. Like, I feel like some of the Trump guys, if you divorced all of the horrible things about them, you wouldn't mind hanging out with them for an afternoon. That's right. Right? Like, and plus I'm they're, um, well, first of all, they're made up by a whole bunch of people on a spectrum. So you can't really generalize too much. But I, I kind of take your point or the point I think you're about to make, which is that uh, I suspect you'd like, they're, they're likable sometimes because they're true corrupt toxicity. Is not the thing that's boiling to the surface all the time. Yeah, and and I think that they um, like the unctuous, uh, fake corporate Democrats. There's nothing fun about them, right? Right. So like the last time, and I don't mean to put her in this exact category, but the last time Amy Klobuchar had fun was 1987, right? Right. Like like. I don't know, or maybe she maybe she is really that character out of Veep, in which case she might be fun, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, like uh, Bill Nelson, remember him? Okay, uh, like these guys, they're not having fun. They're like these standard that talk like this. They're going to be very careful when talking to you over drinks. Okay, <laughs> whereas like if you went out uh, and had drinks with Duncan Hunter Jr. First of oh all, my God. he's gonna drink you and himself under the table. Yeah. Okay. And he's gonna say wild stuff. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. It's gonna be an entertaining afternoon. Well, there's an unapologetic quality to the drunk that you're gonna get on, or whatever crazy debauchery is gonna go down on the Republican end and in that White House crew, because they just do whatever they want and they know that there are no repercussions. Yeah. That you're just not gonna find on the left or with the Democrats. Yeah, and it's not all of them by a long shot. Like Jared Kushner, intensely dull lunch, I guarantee it. Uh, he'll be careful, he'll be uninteresting, he's vapid to begin with. Like right. there's nothing interesting out of that, right? Meantime, he's what's happening with yeah. uh, MBS. Everybody's different and you know, and you could, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Every You could have fun in different ways with different people. Like. I'd have a blast at a lunch with Eric Trump because I'd be secretly taking notes on all the stupid
he said. And I'd be like, oh, this is gonna be good for old school, man. Okay, like, <laughs> then he said this, like, oh, come on. And then I'd go to Mon, I'd be like, oh, Eric, right? Elephants, what are they for? Chop it up, right? Oh you know God. what I'm saying? And he'd be like, oh, finally, someone said it. Finally, someone said it, right? Um, so I don't yeah. know if that'd be He Eric would say, you know, Jank, you're a lot cooler than I thought you'd be. That's what he'd say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, he'd accidentally admit something unbelievable, yeah. right? Oh, there it is, WB Mason. See the mooch. Wow. <laughs> that's the mooch on there. That is the mooch. Told you. Well, that's a great grab. Where did you see that? Nice job. You just guys. know the WB Mason logo? Yeah, and that's not even a red truck. That's a, they found the yellow version of it. So <laughs> excellent job. That's I went with WB Yates, who's probably a poet. Right. <laughs> Do you think poets were drunks? Uh, depends, right? I mean, like either they drank a lot or not at all. The classic poets you're talking yes, about. Yes, yeah. The classic poets, like Walt Whitman, oh, a wonderful drunk. There's Everybody was a drunk back then. Yeah, but I feel like there's a lot of poets who are like, no, sorry, I will not be able to attend your soiree. I'm, I'm in mid-inspiration. Uh, this, I'm working on a poem, it's <laughs> taken me three days. So I, I will not be able to join, right? I feel like it's either or. I think Walt Whitman's like, where is the animal, dude? <laughs> okay, what the kind of party is this? Right? Somebody get me a leaf of grass. <laughs> oh, you see how I did that? Oh, man. But Walt Whitman stuff is so like, Sort of pastoral and isn't it? I mean, his. I mean, so that no, would be. No, there's like a zest for life in in Walt Whitman's poetry okay. that you probably do. Uh, you know that if you have a zest for life, you're gonna want to get intoxicated at some point. Oh, okay. Do you see what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I like, do. Um, I probably know this already, but uh, what? Um, I went from an excellent reference to Walt Whitman yeah, to too. who's the dude with the beard that wrote a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the, E.E. E. Cummings? No, no, not a poet, the, the famous writer. Oh. Uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna guess that he drank a lot, but of course he drank a lot. And then he went down to Key West. And oh, Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's no way Ernest Hemingway wasn't a ton of fun, but in like a slightly disastrous way. Oh my God, well, Ernest Hemingway was an absolute, he'd be, if you want fun, he's a wrecking ball, the man's man. Yeah. He is, he's drunk, like uh, crazy drunk. Yeah, see that's- and, But also, I mean, obviously an insightful guy was part of wars and all the rest. I mean, he's like, yeah. you know, like a war reporter. See, so, look, it's not that conservatives are right. Conservatives always take it too far and they have all these stereotypes and stuff like that. But some libs do need to loosen up a little bit. Let's just keep it real, okay? Like I'm just, I'm being honest with you because I'm your friend and I'm one of you guys. And like everyone's, like there are plenty of libs, 89% of libs are already loose and they're good and they have fun and stuff. But there's 11% of libs that are like, well, you know, that uh, alcohol actually comes from uh, an oppressive culture. I, I, yeah. I love you, but not yeah. now. Yeah. Not yeah. now. The right? buzzkill, right. right. The Adam ruins everything of that. Right, right. Right. Uh, the uh, deal on Walt Whitman, mm -hmm. of course, Jenk is correct. Uh, he was a humanist, part of yeah, the I transition right. between transcendentalism and realism. But I'm gonna get to the part where you're drinking. Okay, by um, the way though, I love the transcendentalist. Mm -hmm. But maybe the only thing better than the transcendentalist is the is the mooch between transcendentalists and realists. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, right. like that's that's the sweet spot right then. Walt and I are right there. He, God damn, Walt and I would have had fun. I think so. Well, I think so. Uh, he uh, was called the father of free verse. His work was controversial in its time. Mm -hmm. I think you guys have a lot to talk about. Um, he had his, a shirt that said poets versus everybody. His poetry, <laughs> Leaves of Grass, was described as obscene for its overt sensuality. You're that goddamn right it was, way to go, Walt. Uh, his own life came under scrutiny for his <laughs> presumed what? Homosexuality. Correct. Yeah. Homosexuality. So there's no way Walt wasn't fun, man. Yeah. Like, like, Walt was fun. I think that's a great call. Yeah. He uh, n not in the same way that Oscar Wilde was, but Oscar Wilde is the perfect example of a guy who you wanted at a party. Oscar Wilde is is the squad leader of all of those guys. Better than Ernest Hemingway. Better. Than, yeah. He is terrific. I mean, he is able to be amazingly funny. I mean, the wit, the words, all of it, while being a partier. That's right. 
So I would have loved to see you know, how great would this lunch be or poker table at Thompson's house with Walt Whitman, Ernest Hemingway and Oscar Wilde. Oh. Okay, that, oh my God, that would be fun. And anyways, okay. Yeah. That's uh, great though. Yeah, all right, we, we, we solve things as usual, we solve things on old school. First uh, Walt Whitman, Oscar Wilde reference on this show that I've ever uh, part of. <laughs> well, you know, where the wild mm -hmm. things are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm here all week. Where the okay. wild, W-I-L-D-E. Okay, so let's go from- So let's go down your list, what do you have? Let's go from like slightly, I mean, we had a 3% cerebral conversation there. We no. were the banya of intellectuals there with our references our to arc. poets yeah. and stuff, right? Uh, but uh, now let's go to being super dumb. Uh, that's another thing that I excel in. So I iron, you might not know this about oh, me. Oh, I did not know. You yeah. find therapy in that? Uh, not remotely, I hate it. <laughs> uh, but I travel a lot and oh. so you're, and if you wanna take the, the bag that the, where you could hang your things and it doesn't get wrinkled, one, it kinda gets wrinkled anyway. Yep. Two, that bag is gigantic and you gotta check it in. So I just stuffed the shirts into my bag, into my yeah. little carry-on bag. And so when I get to the hotel, they're all wrinkled up and stuff. I mean, I try to fold them, but come on, it's a disaster. It's not right. gonna work, right? It wouldn't work even if you were the most immaculate folder of all time. And I assure you, I am not, okay? <laughs> so uh, so I get there and a friend of mine taught me a trick. Uh, you hang it up uh, in the bathroom when you're taking a hot shower oh. and that'll iron it for you. And and I do that. Does uh, that work? It really does. It really does. Wow. You gotta waste a little water though, because you gotta oh, run yeah, for a little while. It's really so, steamy. You gotta be steamy. So and I get all like like I get lib guilt when I'm like yeah, because I start oh, like I start sh brushing teeth and sh and and shaving while the hot water's oh, going that's on. So a lot of and then I'm like water. I can't. I can't. Yeah, like I'm in 1950 iron. that was a good solution, but now yeah, that, nah. that doesn't with yeah, limited can't. resources. See, I, I see. I became a little downer there, but yeah. for good reason. For good reason. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So then, <laughs> Like Oscar Wilde would look at me like, really? You're worried about wasting water? That's what you're worried about, okay. That's right. Anyway. Jake, you have a number of other concerns before you get to wasting water. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, so now, so I do iron, but I, I hate it. Uh, it's only out of necessity. And so I decided to list all of my grievances, speaking of Seinfeld, all my grievances with uh, ironing. Uh, and I'm gonna do it pre-Festivus, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and so, number one, do you ever iron, first of all, Mark? Yes, I, I, do. Okay. I do. Okay, so I, I don't know if it's on half the time. Because every time I'm dealing with a foreign iron, right? Right. It's, a, it's yep. not my iron, okay, it's, it's a, it's in a hotel room, they're all different. Yep. And I, like, I'll plug it in and then I'll wait. But you don't have to wait long, they usually heat up very quickly. Yeah, but like, unless it's one that doesn't heat up quickly. <laughs> okay. So you have to keep waiting to see if it's the one that doesn't heat up quickly. Mm -hmm. And then you have to kind of oh, constantly- Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Because it, if it gets hot, it's yeah, really hot. Yeah, and you don't want to touch it, but you want to get close to it. But then I'm a spaz, so that I'm risking like a 12% chance I'm going to burn my finger. Yeah. So I'm already, I, I already hate this. And the knobs are not self-explanatory. They're not uniform, that's yeah, correct. That's right. So like you got a mug, right? This lovely TYT mug that you find at shoptyt.com, right? It is self-explanatory. You could pick it up like this. That is why this thing exists, mm -hmm. okay? The handle exists so you could pick it up, okay? And then you figure out, you do this and you drink, okay. Right. And iron, you're, I'm like, <laughs> Like, how am I gonna wrestle this thing to the ground? Yeah. There's like knobs, but there's like, you can't tell what the knobs are for, which leads me to the second point. The settings are impossible to know. Okay. That's the real thing. There's no uniformity to the settings. And so, and then I don't even know what, like, they're like, okay, this is what you turn the knob to if, if you want cotton or wool or linen. I'm like, I don't even know what my shirts are made of. Nor do I. Right? And, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, it's so, not set up for guys or for, you know, I don't mean to be like, you know, old school guys. Yeah, for old school guys, yeah. like, like, you know, yeah. knuckleheads like us. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know, I'm just gonna iron over the mm -hmm. mask, right? And no, then I'm like, same. I think it's hot enough. You know, I do the right? same thing. I do the and, same thing. And then, uh, and so, but like, the main thing is like, I'm, I'm like, do I turn the wool linen knob to turn it on? Or is there another knob? And the wool linen thing is just to like what temperature you want it if you're gonna be immaculate. Do you see what I'm saying? 
Yeah, but I actually, you've skipped over something that I thought you were gonna get to much earlier in this list. Okay, you go for it and I'll tell you if it's one right, of the five things got I know to be on there. If you wanna steam something, <laughs> you need to put water in the iron. Oh, no, no, but that's beyond me. Oh, no, no, like, no, that's no. key though. That's If you wanna get rid of wrinkles out, that's key. No, no way. Oh. No. Yeah, yeah no, and, no. but and then if you do that, which you should do, Jack. I mean, you're you're really under ironing, I think. But <laughs> what you should do is you should put it on the right setting for that steam production. Oh no, there's no way. There's and no that's way. That's, that's like, almost impossible to yeah, figure out. Yeah, I mean, you're like saying to me, like, and if you wanted to get the theory of relativity right, you would do this. I'm like, you already lost me. Like, there's right. no way. Right. So, but but you right. hit on something super important, which is. I am an under ironer yeah. and proud of it. <laughs> okay, and I'll tell you why, okay? So, I in the old days I was like, okay, you iron one side, then you put the the back and then the back, the other half of the back and then the other side. By this time it's already taking me 28 minutes. I'm sweating like oh Jesus, etc. And then I realized, it I don't have to do the back. And that was like the biggest light bulb. Oh, I was yeah. like, sure. Because by the time I turn the back and I get to the fourth side, everything's already re-wrinkled. That's the thing. Like I'll I'll put it back onto the original side and I'll be like, wait, how did this get wrinkled again? Because yeah. I was busy doing the back and then the thing got wrinkled while I was doing it. And then I was like, nobody sees the back. And it was like when that light bulb went off, like I did a little jig around the hotel room, like nobody sees the back, nobody sees the back. Nobody. And so I'm like, I just, especially on TV. Yeah, you just need this part. Internet. All you need is this part. That's it, right? So I'm like, I am now the specialist of ironing like a third of the shirt. I'm the most efficient ironer there is. Once I've got it on, if I can figure out how to get it on, I don't care what the setting is. I don't care about anything. I'm just like, shh, and I'm done. Have and you ever I'm tried out. to iron? This is the key. And you just made me think of when you did it like this. With the shirt, after you get it on, you realize that there's still a wrinkle right here. Yeah. And with the shirt on, you pull it out a little bit and you start with the Never, iron. which leads me to point number four. Okay. That ironing is slightly or, no, I'm gonna argue significantly dangerous, okay? Remember, I'm bad with spatial reasoning, total spaz, that's me, okay? Then you've got a hot object in a precarious position. Because those ironing boards are not the most stable things in the world. Mm -hmm. They've got issues with, hey, weight on the one side, weight on the other side, and then the cords, the cords snap back, etc. Are you kidding me? If I tried to do the shirt thing, I'd poke myself in the you know neck with the, the point of the iron, I'd press onto my chest. I mean, the shirt would be ruined, I'd be in the hospital. I mean, <laughs> as it is with just like in and out ironing that I'm yeah. doing. I'm still like always super nervous, like, okay, don't touch it. Don't mess with the ironing board, because it's a small hotel room, right? If I trip over the ironing board and the iron lands on my face, <laughs> right? Like, seriously, wow. I, I, I am, since I'm really bad with stuff like that, I'm super nervous around irons. Are you at all nervous around irons or zero percent? Not nervous. nervous, no, I'm not nervous around them. I just, uh, <laughs> isn't that funny? No, Craig, but are, are you nervous around irons? A little You're bit. nervous around them. Okay. Wow, I, they're a total pain in the ass. When I realized I got irons, I was like, "Oh my god, I got to fill that thing with water and figure out the dial." No, no, no I'm yeah. telling you guys, go no water, no back. No, I'm You're telling you, if you really want to get the, if you want to get the shirt looking good or whatever you're wearing, you need a, you need to steam it. But you know, you need, with the with the iron. Yeah, but you see, that's because Mark's a stylish dude, right? Yeah. Whereas I'm a schlep, right? So <laughs> I'm like, I'm lucky if it doesn't say, you know, if, if I don't have stains on it, right? Yeah, I see. Yeah. So I don't know, though. You know, I've seen you in some of your recent TV appearances. You're starting to step your style game. Oh, up. is that right? Yeah, yeah I, I think so. You know, you're showing up with Chris Cuomo. He's got like 30 guys like putting on his tie and putting on his jacket. Yeah, and that dude's stylish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, only guy more stylish than Cuomo is Don Lemon. Okay, so oh, I'm sure that's true. I ran into Don Lemon in the green room one time when I was doing it in New York. Okay, and this is my only interaction in person with him ever. And uh, and he not the green room, the makeup room. So it's even more unbearable a story. Uh, and and he had the best looking casual shirt I've ever seen in my life. Oh wow! I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know the material. I couldn't iron it if my life depended on it. <laughs> I couldn't fit in it because he's a slim guy, I'm not. It's the kind of material that's made for slim guys, right? 
But I'm like, God damn, that shirt looks good, <laughs> right? And I told him that, and he looked at me like, it's a normal shirt, right? Because I bet you all of his casual shirts look phenomenal. No, for him it comes naturally, and you'll see like the pocket square matches some, you know, thread in the jacket. It's like a yeah. super cool thing. Like most people match the pocket square or they pick up some big color. But what he does is he picks up some subtle thing. Yeah, he he's obviously a stylish guy. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, funny uh, there was another guy who I had uh, on my radio show. Uh, Gorka? No, uh, <laughs> Jim Shudo. Huh. Now Jim Shudo does the morning show on CNN. He was an ABC News correspondent oh, before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I never okay. knew how to pronounce his last yeah, name. That's it's how you S-C-I-U-T-T-O. And yeah. he's really smart. He did a great book called The Shadow Wars. It's really good. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, he showed up. And he's like this tall, kind of handsome guy anyway. Mm. And he's got just uh, the slacks and the shirt. And he's got what in the shirt? Cuffs. Cufflinks. Yep. And man... The guy just looked like he was styling, man. It yeah. was a, made all the difference. No, if I was ever single again, uh, first I'd go ask Don Lemon for how to get dressed. Okay. <laughs> and second of all, like if I was going on a date to impress someone, I'd put on cufflinks. Yep. Because cufflinks says uh, I'm wealthy, right? Uh, I'm powerful, and you probably want to sleep with me. Yep. Yeah. Right. Like not definitely. Right. Yep. And and I'm gonna have like you have to, I have to prove that I'm not a douche. Right. Because there's some chance that the cufflinks guy's a douche, right? And it's not a yep. high chance, but there's a, it's a 22% chance. The right? thing about uh, cufflinks now that works against you, particularly if you're on the West Coast, is that sort of this casual environment uh-huh. that we have on the West Coast, it almost is a little out of place at times. No, but that's why it would work better. Oh, that's why it stands out. Yes. Okay. Because like if you go to New York, you could be like standard unbearable. Yeah, regular Wall Street A. You know, right. East Side Park Avenue guy or whatever. You don't want to date that guy. That guy's got a 78% chance of being a douche, right? right? But if you're the guy in LA who's like, no, I'm going cufflinks, right? But only on a date. Don't waste it on like, oh my God, the me imagining me trying to iron a thing with the cufflinks on. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, anyway. See, once you get the, this is a classic example, though, we'll finish up on this. Once you get the cufflinks on, and now you have the shirt on, and now you're committed because cufflinks are on, and then you notice the wrinkle, that's when you gotta do the thing, because you're not taking never, the cufflinks off. All never, no. because I know myself, and I know I, that would create a 78% chance of disaster, okay? I've had it happen because of the, uh, generally it's at when I'm wearing a tuck, so I'm black tied and I have those studs all the way down and the cufflinks, you're not taking that shirt off. It's like 30 minutes to get that shirt off. No, back no, I, I'm just living with the wrinkle. That's the difference between you I and see. me. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so uh, finally, we get to actually the most challenging part. Oh, yeah. Okay. You didn't even know this was coming. Putting away the ironing board, a near impossible task for someone like me. Okay. So I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't just fold back up, it folds mm-hmm. out easy. That part's easy. Even I got that, right? Then try to put it back. You're like, well, you can't, you can't power your way there. That's usually my mo, and I've now done it. <laughs> like I've ironed eight hundred times. That's usually my mo, <laughs> and usually I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna try this first. Like, <laughs> like I knew, I knew it wasn't gonna work. I knew it wasn't gonna work. Okay, and there's but, just a lever underneath. I know. Yeah. Then I look for the lever. No, no, I know, I know. I look for the lever. Uh, one out of three times can't find the lever. There is no lever. There probably is, but it's hidden in a diabolical way. Okay. Yeah, they really want to hide it. No, they do. They're trying to with you, and everybody knows it. Okay, so oh, I'm man. like, where the thing? And then I'm like, do I press this? And I'm like, oh. you know, kneeing it, and like I'm like trying to find the secret compartment in the iron. And and then once you do find the lever, you're like, do you pull it out? Do you push it in? Do you press it in? Do you press it out? And then okay, let's say I'm pressing it in because it seems like it's kind of built to press in. But then you gotta go and lift the leg at the same time that you're pressing in, right? Oh, right. Like you're like, oh, sick. And I'm constantly like, (laughs) wow. (laughs) And next thing you know, I'm wrestling with that goddamn ironing board. Wow. (laughs) And if I put my shirt on already, I'm sweating through the dress shirt. Oh, yeah, you gotta iron all over again. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, the other thing is that once you're done with the iron, where do you put it? They have a receptacle. But putting the thing back in can oftentimes be a little tricky. Oh no, no, I gave up on that a long time. Oh, ago. I sure. Okay, you like just leave giving it out? up on ironing the back. Uh, I, I, I got to be honest. I leave it out until okay. the 
the the they come to do the room and they're gonna come to do the room is that your list your whole list For, yeah i'm done with the ironing so we're gonna let the YouTube i have guys a, go, because i have a, a follow Okay, hold, hold, go hold ahead. your I'm sorry, you have to do something, we're gonna lose somebody? What yeah, yeah, so. Oh, no. Okay, that's okay, that's okay. Right before my. No, so tyt.com slash. <laughs> okay, it's, this one is really gonna be important. Yeah, yeah. Okay, as a follow up to the ironing story, oh you're gonna God. miss that? It's gonna be better than that? Okay, no, tyt.com slash join, get the show live, get the video version, get all 90 minutes, If tyt.com slash join. But there's also a free podcast, it's an hour long of this, so you can get oh, that that's as cool. well. So go go and get the edge with Mark Thompson. Oh, my podcast, just a new episode uh, just dropped. The Edge with Mark Thompson. Thank you, Jack. Okay, and 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 finally, if you're a right winger and you don't like me, just think of me uh, trying to put away an ironing board and that'll make your day. <laughs> okay. Do you have right, a lot of right wingers who write into you or contact you on social media? You do actually. You have a ton. I see them on Twitter, but any other way? I mean, right wingers besiege me, uh, except the besiegement is, which is, I'm sure, not a word. That is, uh, I think it is a word. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Uh, is so thorough that it's that it just became noise. White no, no, noise. That's great. That's great. Right. I, I have this guy who writes me. You know, I just started this radio show about, and Jenks been on it like about five months ago or four months ago. He turned, and uh, I just got a. He's like writing every day about stuff that he doesn't like. And today we did a thing about social media, and the and when do you uh, need to own and what effects should there be of social media posts. So uh, there are a lot of examples of cops and law enforcement authority and border patrol and you know these secret Facebook, uh, all this stuff is sort of reprehensible and, and, and ugly. But, it was, but the idea was, that this is my idea, I wanna extend it beyond, I get it, law enforcement, they're, they're racist, get rid of them. That's an easy one. But what about the other sort of gray area where the what they're doing and saying on social media really isn't related to what they're they're doing. Might be uh, uh, they're athletes. They're um, that that beauty pageant maga woman who had oh, stuff. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, written. yeah. The so, maga woman was actually a little difficult. Actually, yeah. Thought. So I I began to I was trying to broaden it. You know what I mean? But of course the right wing guy he just writes me and goes. You know, how come you never mention anything good about the cops and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. by, yeah. by the way, I do mention stuff good about the cops. They did a whole riff on the cops. But this guy, it just, and I thought, wow, people hear what they want to hear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're waiting to pounce. Okay. And, you know, and he, so he didn't even, uh, so I sent him back, I actually sent him back and I said, dude, the thing wasn't about cops. It mm -hmm. was about social media posts. The cops were a platform to get to the other people. You know, but yeah, it's just so, so funny how they latch onto whatever, you know? Well, look, so I, I wanna get to the uh, the pageant lady because I think that's a really interesting case. Uh, but before that, to your point about the right wingers. So um, I, I wrote an uh, op-ed for the, uh, on, on the Wall Street Journal um, yesterday, right? Uh, and it went to number one on the website, not a big deal. I didn't see it, I gotta read it. Okay, so. Uh, it stayed in the top three for a day and a half. But anyway, not what, a big was, deal. what was it about? Uh, it was about Nancy Pelosi versus AOC, mm, okay. and how Nancy Pelosi doesn't represent Democratic voters. So why is she our leader? Right. Okay. So, and, wow, Wall Street Journal, that's great, good one. Yeah, because they're not they're not a you know progressive outlet by any. No, means. no. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so I told my friends because like my friends. They, you know, like it's. I do too many things to keep track of, right? Sure, but if there's like something I haven't done before, and that would go into their sphere, like a lot of them read the Wall Street Journal, so I'm like, hey, you know what, guys, check out my op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. They're like, oh, that's cool, right? And so they read it, and one of them, uh, of course, they're not used to what I'm used to. Uh, so he read the comments, and he's like, wow, Jank, my God, there was a lot of right-wing people angry at you. And I was like, yeah, of course, of course. I'm not doing my job unless they are. Yeah, I'm like, that's because I'm used to the white noise. Like you go on my Twitter account at any time and it's like yeah. like in, in the replies and stuff. And I even like kind of look forward to it. I Sometimes I trigger them on purpose, <laughs> right? Like I was telling Anna in a post game, I, I wrote about how progressives have brought, expanded the circle of liberty and won every major issue in American history. Civil War, Revolutionary War, it's uh, civil rights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I knew they were going to get triggered, and of course they did. They're like, "No way, man! I think the founding fathers are totally conservatives. That's why they wanted to stay 
in the established system and not change anything. What? <laughs> right? And they're like, like Jefferson wrote endlessly about watch out for corporations. Like they had companies back then. Sure. And he's like, watch out, right? Thomas Paine, like an unbelievable fiery progressive. They would Fox News would have despised Thomas Paine, right? Yeah. And on and on it goes, but it's so easy to treat them. No way, man. No way. No. <laughs> you know, the North was conservative. Uh the South was uh was liberal. Actually, I kind of like the South. Uh never mind. The reverse. Never mind. <laughs> Anything, right? So I'm used to this stuff, right? Yeah. And so the, our videos on YouTube and Facebook, I mean, are you kidding me, right? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. So I don't, either I don't bother reading, I didn't wind up reading the comments in the Wall Street Journal, to, um, but sometimes I'll take a peek just to amuse myself, right? Oh yeah, what's sink yogurt up, yogurt up to? Ha, ah, chunky yogurt got you. Ah! <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Chunky oh, yogurt. Chunky yogurt. Like that's that's oh, a chunky classic. yogurt. Oh, yeah, that's a classic, good. right? And like, oh, do why are you even let this guy on? He's a nobody. I follow him everywhere. <laughs> I'm on every <laughs> platform he's on, and he's a nobody. I can't stand him. I, I my life is devoted to him. Why do you let him on? I just please give me one more thing to hate, right? So super. But like my friend goes on. He said, Whoa, what the. Is this? Yeah, it's tough to see a buddy of yours <laughs> abused like that. Yeah, it's just like, not even that. Like, my friends, like, the reason, part of the reason I have thick skin and I'm troll resistant is because my friends trolled me for my whole life. Sure. So they've been tough on me from day one. They were the original comment section, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that, it's just that they're not used to that level of vitriol. Anywhere, right? Like if you're not interacting online with right wingers, and for the first time you see true right wing trolling, it blows your mind. You mm. can't believe it, right? Uh, someone in my life that it, it, that'll remain nameless saw it for the first time after all these years, just like my friend the other day with the Wall Street Journal, and th this person happened to be a woman, and she was like, "Whoa." How do you deal with that? If I got like one out of those three comments, and she had read three comments, I'm like, you know, I get like literally thousands of angry comments every day. <laughs> thousands. And people can't comprehend it. Yeah, the numbers are pretty amazing. Yeah. I and mean, that's just an avalanche of, of hate. Yeah. And but like the reason why the shirts is progressives versus everybody is because the establishment. Like hates us. Oh, they're gonna give it to you also. Yeah, not right. only also, in some ways more so, right? Oh. Because they're like, you should be falling in line. Yeah. Why are you not falling in line? Right? And it grates on every nerve they have. Yeah. It's like that woman on MSNBC who said about Bernie Sanders. Oh, that was I, unbelievable. Yeah, Mimi Rocco. Yeah. Unbelievable. Where she said, I, I don't know why. But he makes my skin crawl. That was uh, that was disgusting. I I tweeted about that also. Yeah, I, I saw just, it. It was just disgusting. I'm a huge Mark Thompson follower on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> said no one. No, no, no. But, said me. Uh, but I'm a bit of a lurker, which uh, is uh, one of the most unfortunate words there is, right? Yeah. So on social media, if you look but don't interact, sure, they call you a lurker. Which is, you know, like one. Well, step if Jank would from, retweet just one of my posts, I would it would vault me to another level of social uh, media you presence. You know what, Mark? That's it. I'm uh, going to step up from lurker. I'm just saying I mean, you don't have you can go back to lurking, but I'm just saying pick your spot because I know not everything I do is is no. like going to be brand. Uh, no, I'm, uh, you know what? I'm. It's not going to be brand appropriate right for Jank every tweet. No, I'm. I'm whatever's the first thing I come across. <laughs> Mark Thompson. Well, you know I'm what it's going to be. Uh, oh, is it? It's is the it, Turks, I think. Is uh, it, it going to be? Well, the pin be tweet. old school. Then I'm definitely retweeting that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's your podcast. Oh, that's your pin. Oh, that's my pin tweet. I don't care. I'm retweeting the pin one. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. Wow. Look at you, Jank. And I see now. I have something about Jank that I shouldn't share, but I will. Oh, I know that Jank retweeted because everything Jank does. I get a notification of it. 
So every time you tweet, I get a notification. Oh, really? Like I want to follow your tweets. Wow. Well, because I think God you have bless. tweet some good. I think you tweet some good stuff. Thank I'm, I'm you. not, you know, seriously. You're not the only person I do that with. I do that with a bunch of other people too. <laughs> I, I don't mean to water down my compliment, but I, I do yeah. it with most everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a wonderful compliment. I feel I'm actually slightly better than it's watered down. It would be yeah. a little weird if I was the only one. Yeah, that's true. That would right? be a little hero worship. Yeah, yeah, ooh, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, I reserve that only for Banya. And, yes, and, right. <laughs> anyway, I wonder if he's on Twitter. I'll yeah. find out. Go I, ahead. I wonder if he's at Banya. Um, so, anyways, uh, uh, shoot, I was going to say something else about Twitter. All right, let's go back to the pageant. No, the pageant winner. Yeah. Okay. So, um, she said two things. I'm trying to remember the. Uh, oh, hijab, right? So right. one one was they had like hijab day or something and wherever she was going to college and they asked her if she wanted to put on a hijab and she said no and she tweeted about that I'm like and she did it in a sarcastic no, way it was more, yes go ahead finish but yeah. I remember it it was pretty it was Maybe a little you're more right than that. but but and I and I feel like I have more leeway here to say whatever I want cuz I, I come from a muslim background of course you do but I was not remotely offended by what she wrote she wrote Again, this is from memory, but something along the lines of, uh, uh, so now hijab, it was hijab day here, and they're asking people to, if they want to try on hijab. So I get it. Now hijabs are just a, a fashion statement. Yeah. Or is it, no, if it stopped there, that's okay. just, or is this a subtle way of indoctrinating women into a life of Muslim oppression? See, that's okay. Well, Muslim oppression. Okay, or maybe I, she just said oppression. No, no, no. I that's think it was okay. Muslim oppression. Like, I get why people would be offended by it. I'm not at all offended by it, but um, I'm more amused by it. And that, that goes back to my thick skin. Like, I'm amused right. by the right wingers yelling at the top of their mouths, at the top of their lungs about nonsense. Like, Thomas Bain would have watched Bill O'Reilly, right? Okay, whatever gets you through the night, big guy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so. But when she's like, "Oh, is this an indoctrination into oppression?" In her insane conservative mind, she thinks that liberals want to trick all women into wearing the hijab so that we can then do what? I don't know. I don't know what the end of that sentence is. But like, they're so conspiratorial. They're like, "Oh, the liberals want me to put on a hijab so that then the government can control me because I'm wearing the hijab, and then they're better, and they take away my freedom." And no. what are you talking about? What are you talking about? The people who wear the hijab in the Muslim world are the conservative ones. Liberal Muslims don't wear the hijab. So her, okay. her, what her thing was, and the reason it is offensive, is I mean, depending, is. Her point is, and it's it, it. This is underhanded, or maybe not so underhanded. Look, uh, I get it. You're trying to slowly uh, get me indoctrinated into the oppressive Muslim faith and customs associated with it. So I don't think it goes liberal conservative. I don't think she ever gets to that place. I think she's just trying to ding Muslims because yeah. that and that's the reason it, she was the the but the indoctrinated part is the part that where it gets consp conspiratorial like i want no piece of that muslim oppression is just potentially offensive though it doesn't offend me yada yada but like the indoctrination makes you think it's part of a liberal plot okay do you see it's a plot let me ask you something about the hijab my uh, little formerly muslim friend um <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I I take have, issue with little. <laughs> I, had, I had always heard, I shouldn't say always, but I have heard that uh, many women who embrace the hijab, they say, no, I, we like it because it, uh, and you you can probably list the reasons better than I, but. Uh, no, I'm gonna go in the opposite direction. Okay. So now, understand my bias, I'm gonna be upfront about it. I, I'm a secular Turk, okay? Mm -hmm. and. Uh, and secular Turks are, it's a little bit of an overgeneralization, but not by much, are against the hijab, okay? Just not like culturally opposed to it. Mm -hmm. Like Ataturk uh, was the father of Turkey, it's like the George Washington of Turkey, and he made the modern republic, got rid of the Ottoman Empire, and also, also 
the Allies got rid of the Ottoman Empire by <laughs> defeating it soundly in battle. Yeah. But Ataturk rescued the Republic of Turkey and, uh, and, and he got rid of the hijab and said you can't wear it in certain places like courtrooms, Congress, etc., as parliament, etc., right? And so people who were, we were indoctrinated into secularism by Ataturk. And he even got rid of the caliphate and said, we are not the leader of the Muslim world anymore. I'm, I'm ending the caliphate, okay? And so we grew up with that, you know, if you will, marketing, propaganda, indoctrination, whatever you wanna call it. But in my case, I happen to think it was incredibly positive because it said, do not mix state and religion. Right. So Turks are among the most secular people in the world. The old school Turks that grew up on that pre-Erdogan days, now they're doing indoctrination in the wrong direction, right? So. Uh, I know Turkish men and women who will see a woman in a hijab in 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 the streets of Istanbul and go, "May God damn them!" Wow. Okay, so uh, that kind of thing. Now, like, so that doesn't mean that like I see a woman in a hijab and I think I hate her. That's crazy talk. Of course not, right? Sure. And and it, I almost wore the Ilhan Omar too strong shirt tonight. I wore it yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And so. You know, Ilhan Omar, amazing, wonderful, etc. And and so now here's the the hard part. All that stuff is easy, and it actually tells you my bias. So when I tell you this, take it with a grain of salt, etc. But look, I, my other bias is that I'm an atheist, and so I know that we all get programmed. I just told you I got programmed into Turkish secularism, right? And which then led me eventually to atheism, and so. The women who are wearing the hijab were programmed to wear the hijab. But by the way, if you're a Christian, you were programmed to go to church. Sure, right? it's indoctrination. Right, and you were programmed to believe that if you're Catholic, that it's the body of Christ and it's the blood of Christ and all this stuff, right? You're programmed to believe that Jesus walks on water and a virginal birth. And he's all this madness, nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. And for Muslims, you know, Prophet Muhammad, you know, I can get into a million things that are nonsensical about that. I remember, here I'll tell you a weird one. Uh, I, when I was growing up, I wouldn't kill spiders, even though they freaked me out. Because in Islam, they tell you that Prophet Muhammad was running from the oppressors at one point, goes into a cave, and the and a spider weaves a web miraculously in uh, in, uh, in front of the cave. So when his oppressors come to try to find him, they see the cobweb and they go, "Well, he's obviously not here," oh. and goes. And so the spider is holy in that sense. Now, is that story true? Of course not, right? If you're a rational what, person. What part of it isn't true? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so now already if you're a Christian, you were offended that I told you that there's no virginal birth and he didn't walk on water. If you're a Muslim, you're deeply offended that you know that the, the cobweb didn't exist, <laughs> etc. right? So, but the hijab is not even in the actual text of the Quran. Like abortion is not in the text of the Bible, it's made up. Okay, and the hijab is made up. It just says you should both men and women should dress modestly. Why did why was the hijab created culturally? Because they wanted to oppress women. Okay, not oppress women like oh they're particularly cruel. It was the time in that geographic area, and so remember Islam rises out of the Middle East. Eventually, they got hijabs in, in, in Indonesia because Indonesia is Muslim, but that's not where the culture arose. The culture arose in the Bedouin culture, where women, where it was kind of a raiding culture. Now I'm getting a little too far ahead, etc., and I'm beginning to extrapolate a little bit too. But the bottom line was they wanted to protect their women, and it was women were seen more as property. Okay, mm -hmm. and so the hijab and the burqa, etc., was a way of protecting women keeping them away from other men who would desire them. Now, when a person that I love today that I think is strong or interesting, whether it's Ilhan Omar or anyone else, strong, proud Muslim woman wearing the hijab, first of all, in America, it almost takes on a different context, a one of defiance. Oh, okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but even if it's not an act of defiance and I and I don't love it and it's not for me, um, I get that she genuinely believes it empowers her, but I know that that was not the origin, and that was not the original intent. But you know what? Maybe who cares about the original intent? I don't know. So that as a progressive, I say these are my opinions, 
and then everybody gets to have their opinions and it's a range, right? Sure. But but I think that some liberals go too far like like and this happens with in the movies with Native Americans. Like they're all they're at peace with the earth and they're all heavenly angels and even when they kill anything, they use every part of it, etc. Or maybe they were just human, right? And and sometimes they killed the bison and used every part, and sometimes they got pissed at each other and went to war and killed each other senselessly. You know why? Because they're Homo sapiens, like the rest of us. Sure, right. Sure. So there's an over reverence to other cultures in among progressives. Sometimes that's a great. I think that's a great answer. Right. So like the hijab, sometimes libs will outlib themselves. Like, oh no, the hijab actually makes a woman more powerful. Blah 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 blah. blah mm. Right. Nah, it depends. Right. And it depends on the woman, it depends on the context, and even in arguably depends on the country. And so when I see a woman in a hijab in America, I feel like, if when I see one in Turkey, I think nah, that's a shame, okay? Because that to me is saying Turkey's becoming more fundamentalist Muslim. To me, that's a negative because I'm not in that camp, I'm in the secular camp. Sure. When I see one in America, I have a little like, atta girl, because you're strong enough that you don't give a what anybody thinks. Yeah, here it really takes balls to, you know. Yeah, so you see how it's a totally be, different context? That. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Uh, and then back to her, so when she's making that point though, as someone who's not a Muslim, she's just suggesting the oppression associated with the hijab. You're saying that's kind of consistent with the outlook that you, you know, again, over there had toward it, and that many have over there. Yeah, it's not a, Outrageous position if you yeah. live in a Muslim country. Uh, some percentage of Muslim countries believe that it is oppression, mm -hmm. and some percentage of the population in those countries think it's perfectly normal. So, if she had written, let's leave the Muslim part out of it, if she had written something along the lines of uh, on campus, they were. Uh, uh, this is this is really a tortured kind. I'm sorry, I'm coming up with in the moment, but like about a different religion, something along the lines of on campus they were uh, they were handing out free crosses. To yeah. get, uh, See, that's my point. I wouldn't be offended at the free crosses, so I'm also not offended at the hijab. Right. And but right. I'll go further. Look, some of the religious outfits are super goofy. Okay, mm -hmm. and you can get offended if you like. Okay, mm -hmm. but the Orthodox Jews with the giant Russian hats right. on South Beach. Right. Dude, it's not the 1800s, you're yeah. not a Cossack, okay? Right. Right. The winter isn't negative 32 degrees here. The winter in South Beach is 82 degrees. Take off, the, and then they have the giant Russian jackets. No, it's a, it's clearly a, a holdover from that time when they were in Europe and freezing their asses off. And, and I'm like, how could you not see that this was an Eastern European cultural relic right. that you have now attached to your religion in a maniacal way that makes no rational sense. Yeah, of and course. so like, and I you know I used to joke about this all the time. Now people get offended at everything, etc. But and there's so many people who mean to offend that you're actually going to get put in the right wing camp. Now there's like total raging asshole atheists who go around trying to offend people, right? Like, oh, that's cool. Which by the way, I mean, I used to do when I was a Republican, so I I sure. get it, right? But like. But in terms of the, uh, and there's all these fun religious outfits, but that's not what we wear today. That's not what, and yeah. so if you, and so the, what I used to kid around about is like, you get make it to the gates of heaven already, like you believe this, and I love you, but nah, really, really? Yeah. And, and God's gonna go, oh, all right, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Should I give him eternal pleasure and bliss or eternal damnation and torture? Wow, Jesus, that's pretty. Binary, right? <laughs> is there a mooch in here somewhere? <laughs> there is purgatory. Okay, there's purgatory, but that's but you're only waiting for one a one that's or a right. zero, right? That's exactly right. And it's so, like junior college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the junior college of the afterlife. So and then the idea that God is sitting up on the gate going, uh, oh, but you know what? Bob's got that funny Russian outfit from, from the eighteen hundreds. You're in. You're in. Come on. Big guy, <laughs> like, and then if you don't have the giant Cossack hat, he's like, "Oh man, you live such a good life. You were so close. Oh, but you're missing the accessory. Yeah, you were one <laughs> accessory short. Yeah, 
do you really think God is going to decide eternal pleasure or eternal torture based on a fashion accessory? <laughs> and if you do, I love you, but you're totally wrong, 100% wrong. And it's okay to say you're wrong as long as you're not doing it in a hateful way. Like if I was like, you're wrong, plus I hate your people. Right, 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 right. Like, right. whoa, what the where did that come from? <laughs> right. So, anyways, I I hear you on this. This is interesting because she, of course, lost her. You know, she's president of the of the Young Republicans Club and all this sort of thing. Talk about this uh, uh, beauty pageant winner. She's Miss World America, uh, I think. Miss America, Michigan. Michigan, Miss yeah. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's uh, definitely from Michigan. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So it's on the university at University of Michigan. It's on that campus that she was doing. You know, she organizes these rallies, young Republican rallies. So again, these are just uh, normal things. And she, she's 20 years old. She wears a MAGA hat all the time in her posts. Um, and she's stunningly beautiful, which you'd expect from a pageant winner. But she went a little too far with some of these posts. They said, hey, you're not representing our yeah. brand. And so we're pulling it. Yeah, but to me, the second post was way worse. And that's the one I had the question on. That one is clearly offensive. And what was the second post? Um, but. Uh, but I still didn't know whether you should lose your crown for being offensive, right? So she uh, tweeted about uh, black culture and how uh, you know how the real problem is black on black crime. Oh yeah, and that's right. Fix that first, right? right? Go fix your own culture first. Yeah, something like that. And she's Asian, by the way. Uh, and uh, and it's like it's it's racist, okay? And and it comes from a Pseudo-intellectual racist ideology of Charles Murray, and then Sam Harris agreed with it, and you know he's the one that helped to create the raging asshole atheist, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 the whole like that portion of the right wing was like, oh, I'm really sophisticated. I'll tell you that black people are not like white people. They're you know <laughs> they have a problem with their culture that they should go fix, and they have lower IQs. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> With your pseudo intellectualism, right, and 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 your faux concern about how they should fix their culture, like I'm really worried about black people. I think they should fix their culture. Oh, yeah, right. Why don't you right, go fix right. your own culture? Yeah. Okay, so so I got nothing but hate for that tweet, right? right? But aren't you? I don't know. You're not allowed to be wrong. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's it's not a question of right and wrong. It's a question of uh, her saying something that's offensive enough that it no longer reflects the brand that they're going for, which is this very yeah. mainstream, shiny, you know, yeah. beauty pageant brand. But even the the or, thought intellectualism of the you know of the genetic differences of, between black and white people, guys that I, I loathe with every fiber of my being. I don't see that. Really, that's written a lot. I don't see oh, that at yeah, all. Oh yeah, yeah. They have a whole wing of that, right? And that's uh, where that she got it. There's a genetic from. difference between. Uh, oh, they absolutely believe that. So they think it's a. They think in their small little minds that that's a sophisticated argument for uh, why we should treat blacks differently. Because they're not as they don't have as high IQ as we do, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in their minds, right? And and Muslims are irredeemable because their religion is so toxic that you cannot rescue Muslims from their religion. Wow! So that's why you should treat Muslims and blacks differently than other people, and they try to justify it in these pseudo intellectual ways. Where is this posted or where is Like this? it's all again Charles Murray's a big advocate of Sam Harris on the Muslim end and I was oh. that's why I was surprised and I guess I shouldn't have been that he then began to agree with Murray on on blacks being not not being as smart, right? I see. And and then in those circles they also have this thing of like no 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 we're not racist cuz Asians are also intellectually superior. Yeah, no, no, that still makes you racist. <laughs> okay, and and it's none of the science is real, right? It all like they think is such black and white, ironically, right, or fittingly maybe. Terms they're so simplistic. They're like, oh, one test was taken and one, this, and another test was taken. First of all, half of that stuff is made up. But even if they had one outlier test. They don't put it in the context that it's an outlier. They don't put it in the context of the socioeconomic conditions. Mm. And when you try to actually have an intellectual, an actual intellectual conversation, and you say a word like socioeconomic conditions, which any rational person would consider in the context of anything affecting 
testing or income or results, etc. Right? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, nice excuse for socioeconomic conditions. <laughs> it's obviously the skin. It's the skin color. <laughs> Idiot thinks it's socioeconomic. <laughs> right? So you can see I have a high view of right wingers. <laughs> I don't know why they don't like me. I can't figure it out. <laughs> anyway, look. I, if you were 23 years old, again, mm-hmm. and single, mm-hmm. and you're at a bar. Mm-hmm. As you probably would be, mm-hmm. and this incredibly attractive woman is there, and she's next to you. <laughs> I already know the answer. And <laughs> she and you start, you know, this whole thing like, oh, you like the you like the University of Miami. Uh, I like the University of Miami. Oh, you like the oh my God, you like uh, uh, skiing. I like skiing. Well, wow, that's cool. Uh, oh, your parents and my parents. Oh, that's uh, that's cool. Uh, oh, we got so much in common. You start to have, have a couple of drinks. Now you're really feeling, you know, like you've really fallen in love with this person. She's stunning, whatever that version is to you. And uh, then she lets loose with one of these uh, completely inappropriate, racist Sam Harris, whatever your thing is, right? Um, what do you do? Is that a deal buster? Or are you? Uh, if anything, I might be more into it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Because, guys, I'm not going to date her, okay? Right. And uh, and I, it, you could pursue that with more vigor uh, on, a, on a given night, okay? And so, look, I don't know if you know this story, and it's now, I'm sure, a horribly inappropriate story. And at some point, somebody's going to smear me with this outside of the context. Blah blah blah. Let's have fun, okay? <laughs> this is the advantage of being a member. Yeah. Right. Um, so this is part of the free podcast. They can still take it. Oh, okay. <laughs> being a member is five bucks, right? He's a Gorka is going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to pay the five bucks and hear the rest of this story. <laughs> okay. Anyway. No, I, I hooked up with a girl uh, who was, uh, you know, weird, and well, I hooked up with a lot of girls who were weird, and they also hooked up with me, and I'm weird. But yeah, um, so no, right before uh, things were about to proceed, right. okay, and we are in uh, different states of states of being unclothed. I mm-hmm. mean, no, I mean significant states. I mean, we are about to proceed, right? Okay, yeah, and she says, you know. Something along the lines of, don't the Jews control the world? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I remember thinking, huh. <laughs> and you're never going to believe what happened next. <laughs> Nevertheless, I persisted. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. So, no, I went forward. But you're, okay, but hang on a second. You're at the point, the train's already left the station at that yeah. point. Well, it's about to leave the station. Right. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, you still have an easy option to, you know, wave the wave the landing off when you're at the bar. Now, yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But to be further unfair to me, I already knew she was wacky. Yeah. Because so this is all. This actually, I hope, a saving grace of this story is that she had earlier said to me. I don't get it. You say you are grew up Muslim, but you don't have. Where's your beard? Oh my God! Okay, and I was like, oh, I left it at home. Let's go talk about it at your place. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I already knew that she was a bigot in other ways, including things that actually are about me. So it's not like I was like, oh, you're blaming the Jews. I don't really care. Let's move on. Right? Right, 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 No, no. I'm, I'm like, no. I know who you are. And that's not the thing we're having here. This is not a matrimonial ceremony, right? This is just something else that's fun. And <laughs> and so a lot of people will be offended by that. They'll say, oh no, no, you shouldn't have fun. No, I don't know. Does anybody say have we have liberals now some, not the overwhelming majority, but have three percent of liberals or seven percent, have they come all the way full circle that they're like no, if you don't have pure intentions towards that woman, like in terms of wanting to marry her one day, you should not proceed forward. Right, right, right. right because which right. would be super ironically puritanical. Well, it's, which is it's, what liberals are against. Well, yeah, right, right. Is that mm-hmm. liberal or is that just? Uh, yeah, it's a purity test of sorts, isn't it? Yeah, which is like what liberals do. 
No, because which they, is what we—I mean, I shouldn't say liberals, but you know what I mean. That's a—that's no, the because thing I remember I'm, having a conversation with Hannah Cranston when she was here, me and her and Michael Schur, I think, in a post game, and she was saying that if you mislead a, a woman, that that is uh, like by by saying, for example, that you were a, a professional hockey player, right? That that is terribly wrong. And I'm like. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, and so now these days that might get you in trouble, right? Mm. But I'm like, no, it's like, is it misleading on Tinder if you take the picture from above, right, mm. instead of from the bottom? Because if you look at me from the bottom, I'm gonna have a double chin. So did I, you know, did I mislead you by taking it from the top corner? Right. Right. Did you mislead me by doing wearing that instead of this? Sure. Do I have to show my ugliest self? In order to be honest, right, right. right so, right. yeah, these there's, and my point is, these are interesting conversations, and we should have these conversations. So even with the woman that I, the the Miss Michigan that I find offensive, I I kind of want the conversation to happen so we could prove her wrong See, instead of just shutting um, it down. On the Muslim thing, anyway, you're a much, you're it's a much cleaner conversation to to, to for you to have than for like for me to have. You know, yeah. I, I, I can't go, well, I'm not really, you know, I don't understand. You know what I mean? It's just like no, I don't have but, any cred but to make that happen. Mark, after the break, I'm going to give you the immunity idol. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> so, that'd be good. All right, I'm going to hang out. All right, podcast people, we love you. Rate it five stars, then go listen to The Edge with Mark Thompson. That's right, and please rate that five stars. Even if you don't go listen to it, just go to The Edge with Mark Thompson and rate it five stars. That's right. And, uh, and tyt.com slash join to get the whole 90 minutes. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at tyt.com slash join.